Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 3, Chapter 11 on the need to sift and govern the desires of the heart. Christ the Beloved speaks, My son, there are still a good many things you need to learn, things that up to now you have not learned properly. What things do you mean, Lord? These, to make your desires holy in accordance with my good pleasure, to stop being a lover of yourself and to become instead a zealous doer of my will. Often you feel within you the flame of desire, urging you insistently forward. But you ought to consider which motive spurs you the more, my honor or your own advantage. If it is on my account that you act, you will be perfectly happy, however I make things turn out. If, on the other hand, there is a certain amount of self-interest, Concealed among your motives, you have something there which you will find a bar and a drag. You must beware then of placing overmuch reliance on any preconceived desire of your own, forgetting to ask my advice. You might regret it later on and come to dislike what at first took your fancy, something you were eager for as being a change for the better. You must not immediately follow the lead of every feeling that you consider good. On the other hand, a feeling that runs counter to your own leanings is not to be rejected out of hand. It is a good thing to use the curb now and then, even on inclinations and desires good in themselves. Otherwise, if they are not kept within reasonable limits, you may find that your mind is being pulled in various directions at once. Others may find your want of control a bar to their spiritual progress. And if people start opposing you, you might even get suddenly thrown off balance and down you will come. There are times when you have to get tough and to play the man going dead against your sensual appetite and not caring what the body likes or what it doesn't, but making sure that despite its protests, it gives in to the spirit. It must be corrected and made to serve you until it is ready for anything, until it learns to be content with little and not to grumble at anything not to its own liking. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. When our Lord speaks to Thomas Kempis in tonight's reading, he speaks to him especially about the need for self-control, 
Self-control is needed primarily in the pleasures of the body, pleasures in the activities that bring forth new life for the human race, pleasures in eating, pleasures in drinking. But in all those cases, and in anything that gives us pleasure, the soul has a yearning for things. It goes after them, desires them. And so we have to be held back a bit. We have to be restrained. And what Thomas the Chemist is telling us tonight is that what constantly has to be in our mind is the Lord's will, the Lord's plans, the Lord's honor. We cannot be so subjective all the time. We cannot think, oh, I don't, I don't like this or I like this. And therefore that becomes the criterion by which we act. That's why he says at the end, we have to be content with little and not to grumble at anything not to its own liking. But instead, what do we do? We make our likings of things or our dislikings of things the main criterion for acting. It's like the little child, four-year-old girl, invited to a woman's house for dinner. And her mother told her, whatever they serve you, don't say you don't like it. Don't make a big fuss when it's served. And the mother, this is a true story, the mother was horrified when they brought out the first course and it was cauliflower because that was little Joan's most hated food. And she was so relieved when Joan just ate the cauliflower and didn't say anything. She just thought it was amazing. And then at the end of the meal, Joan asked her mom, aren't you glad, mom? I didn't say I hate that nasty old color flower. In other words, that attitude of the child to the nasty old color flower, that's what we constantly seem to carry around with us. There are things that we don't like, it may not be color flower, it may be our friend or it may be someone else. And just because we don't like it, that becomes why we don't eat it or that's what we don't do things because we don't like it or we only do things because we like it instead what thomas akempis wants us to do is eat what's put before you now obviously if something is really going to danger your health is really bad for you then you must say something both in physical food but in life in general generally we should do what's put before us put a smile on our face Okay, we have to have reasonable limits, it's true. But so often the things that we like right away and we do right away because we like it, we turn out later to dislike. It was a bad idea. And oftentimes the things that we're most dreading, the things that if we just were led by our likings, we would say we would cancel. Those meetings, those encounters turn out to be some of those valuable, important things of our life. We're bad judges in our own case. We're bad judges in our own case. And so we have to curb now and then. Even things that are good, we have to curb. 
And there are times when we really have to curb, he says. He says, you got to be tough. You got to play the man. Going completely against your sensual appetite. There are times, not always, but sometimes, when it doesn't matter what we want or dislike or prefer. We have to resist it. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven does not consist in the stomach. The kingdom of heaven does not consist in the pleasures of the body. The kingdom of heaven consists in the joys of the soul. Peace and joy that comes from the Holy Spirit. The body is not bad. Pleasure is not bad. But in the end, with the pleasures of the body, we are either going to be a slave to them or we will get self-mastery. And there are moments when the path to self-mastery, the path to self-control requires a heroic, absolute denial of something. We just have to say no and we had to run away. Praise be Jesus Christ who gives us the grace in those moments to do what we're supposed to do. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.